Rethink Aging, discussions about living, planning, and growing older. I'm your host, Elaine, and with me is my co-host and husband, Robert. Greetings. Today's topic is, what is old? Yeah, what does old mean, anyway? That's a tough one, and I've struggled all week with trying to define that. I know what it's not to me. Okay. It's not being fragile. It's not weakness. It's not frailty. But I think that's a common connotation people get from that word. Right. And and I guess we can just start by talking about some of the words that people use when they're talking about older people. And I guess the, the main one that stands out to me is elderly. I guess that's like the E word, right? Of being old, <laughs> elderly. And, and I guess we all have like a mental picture of what an elderly person, and I'm like doing hand gestures and air quotes here, elderly person seems like. And I, I guess you use the word there. Like I always think of frailty. It's a label, right? It's a differentiator. It's a way to refer to somebody and sure. some aspect of themselves. It could mean wisdom. I suppose so. And, you know, we, we hear that term elder and, you know, right away you can think of different cultural or literary references where that is used to refer to the oldest person in the tribe, you know, who we all respect. That's our elder or like in our modern culture, you know, even 10, 20 years ago, people would say like, oh, you got to respect your elders or maybe maybe like 50 years ago. I don't know, because <laughs> I don't really hear that one too much anymore. And you also hear it in fiction. Um, for example, like in Harry Potter, there's the elder wand, right? Ooh. And, and what is that? Good reference. We know that when they refer to the elder wand, that it's supposed to be some like revered Powerful. It's the most powerful one. Right. How is elderly used now as a term? Well, I think it does have a lot of the connotations that we were just talking about. However, if you look around on on the internet and you look for hashtags, like elderly is out there and it's being used. How does that make people feel though? So just to broaden this a little bit, in talking with you about this over the last few days, you've made some really good points about the different cohorts of older people and kind of breaking them apart. Because when I was younger, like in my teens and twenties, all old people were just old people, you know, as, as a big group. Right. Right. Like you ask a five-year-old who's old and everybody's old, right? Or older. So when you think of older people, what are the groups that you, you kind of mentally put them into? Am I an old person? Are you old? Are we old? I did think about that. And I think I'm okay with being called old personally because I think I've put a better spin on it for myself. So when you bring up cohorts or age ranges, and I think there's an important part of having like a word or words for Older adults, like when you do research or you're trying to understand something about different age groups, you have to have some way to break them apart, right? Right. But think about like even 30 years ago, lifespan. 
it has grown so much. And think about all of the words that we have for people like maybe age zero to 50, right? You've got child, baby, toddler, kid, teen, young adult, middle age, and then older or old. And these days that could, that could be a span of 40 years that you're kind of grouping everybody together in. Yeah, and you make a good point because I've read in a few places that over the last hundred years, our average lifetime has doubled and, and doubled is quite a bit when we're talking about lifetime, which probably leads to a lot of those language elements you refer to having been more developed around the breaking apart those younger years. Right. So in the older years, what kind of terminology needs to evolve to effectively address these different groups? The closest I've come to useful is in some of the literature, they refer to young old and old old, or the oldest of the old. And I think the range is somewhere around maybe 60, 65-ish to 75, and then 75 and up is older, old, or oldest old. Mm. Okay, so if I'm 53, am I not old yet? (laughs) (laughs) Am am I? (laughs) You know, it depends. If you talk to ARP, you are, right? AARP starts sending you stuff when you're 50. Maybe they're just trying to prepare us. Yeah, and I guess we should just define like AARP is something like we we live in America, so that's the... Ooh, and they just changed. They have recently rechanged. They have changed what that stands for because they wanted to get away from labeling people as much. I think it used to be the American Association for Retired People, but not everybody retires when they're, quote, old. Right. So I think that they have come up with something different for what that means, but I cannot think of it off the top of my head. Mm, We'll try to insert that information right here. Hey everyone, it's Editor jumping in here to tell you that the American Association of Retired Persons renamed itself in 1999 to the spoken version of its acronym AARP. So now the RP no longer stands for retired persons, but instead stands for real possibilities. Back to our discussion. So now that we've figured out that we're not old, I, I guess I'm encouraged, but still curious what kind of terms, like what's the, the most thoughtful term to use when we are referring to old people, because of course, that's what we're doing here. You know, we're talking about aging and the issues that affect aging people. I've read a bunch of different terms and of course, nobody can come to a complete consensus. I think the one that is used the most would be older adults. Okay. And I've also seen aged, like as a group. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's aged or aged. Probably aged. And then, of course, we've got uh, the outlier, which is super adults. You know, I don't think I've really heard that one before. Maybe you can... I've seen it online in a few places where people are trying to refer to, like, you know, when when you're still able and full of drive and ambition and goals. Super. Yeah, you're, you're a super adult now. You've got all the experience behind you experience points sure you've got you've got a bunch you've leveled up a bunch of times 
So I guess I want to be a, a super adult. I'm, I'm like a fifth level <laughs> wizard of adulting or something. You know, I've, I've thought too, there are some days and some situations where my brain thinks to myself, I think to myself, I am old, right? And that doesn't always have to mean a bad thing. If you're thinking about it, in those moments where like all your joints hurt and it's hard to get up. <laughs> well, that, that was the first thing I had thought of was those aches and pains of being older. When, when you start making those sounds when you get out of a chair. The dad <sighs> noise, yeah. Um, but I also thought about um, experiences and situations that I am in. And I think to myself, I have been here before. I have experienced this. I know what's going to happen in this situation. And some of that only comes about when you have lived for a while. You, know, you think about like memories too. There's good and bad memories. I guess just sometimes I'm reminded that I've lived for a while and that isn't a bad thing. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, there's, there's aspects of being older that I think are pretty great, you know, like just referring to the experience, I've, I've got a lot of problem-solving ability because I've had to solve a lot of problems. Another thing for me was about um, caring, maybe caring less what other people think of me. I'll wear this stupid sweatshirt out in the public, right? And people can not understand and I don't care. I, you know, I hear you and I really try to do that myself, but... Uh, you know, of course, you, you get that like crippling self-doubt and self-image stuff that, I don't know, I, I'm hoping that that goes away for me. Maybe when I'm a, a young, old or an old, old person that will, uh, that will wash over me. <laughs> I also wonder if these feelings are part of like being older, because I think about younger people as an example. And I think maybe a lot of them that I've met have seemed to care less about what other people think. So maybe that's just like a cohort difference too. It, it could be. And, you know, back to some of the earlier stuff we said about lifespans increasing, you could make the argument that we're only maybe two or three generations into being older and having more people who are living to an older age. So we're kind of pioneering what it's like to be an old person, you know, an older person. When I think about the times that we've gone and, uh, you know, spent, spent a lot of hours and days at care facilities, like where older people are living, you would always kind of run into that same situation, like in the common room where a bunch of people would be wheeled out there together. Some of them would be asleep and the ones who are awake we're watching something in black and white, super loud. <laughs> and, you know, that's cool because I guess that's what they enjoyed as a younger adult. And it just, it's always made me wonder, like, what's it going to be like in 30 years, you know, when the older living facility is populated with people who are... Heavy metal. Who are listening to, yeah, like complex math metal or Beyonce or whatever popular thing that they were interested in 
as a younger person? Is it going to be all Xboxes and, you know, right, or right. vintage Xboxes? Or will there be a lot less care facilities? Because there's a big push for aging in place, kind of living out your life in your home and having care brought in to you. Right. And if you do a survey, that is what most people think their life will be like and or want their life to be like. So as boomers are aging, I think we're going to see a lot more innovation of people getting help at home. We'll do separate um, podcasts on this, but things like telehealth and bringing communication in through the internet. Right. And, and you know, you could also probably make the case that some of these situations are going to change because of the, uh, the pandemic that we're arguably still living through at this point. Um, we've seen office spaces and the real estate ownership of office spaces change quite a bit over the last 18 months. And we're probably going to see that same thing shake out into living situations for older or retired people. Definitely. So what conclusion have we drawn here about what we call someone who is older? Is it someone who is older? For me, it is older adult. And that is that is one of the first things I learned in my classes at UWM was, hey, don't use the word elderly in your writing. We refer to people as older adults. So that's kind of been in my head now. Yeah, because you certainly don't want to, you know, go around and like imply that someone is like a doddering elderly person who can't function. I don't know. I think the word is still out there being used. I mean, I used it myself because um, June 16th was national or international elder abuse awareness day. And the word elder is right in there. Yeah. And that's an important concept. And I didn't want to not use the correct words or the tags. And some people don't have a problem with the word. Yeah, that's so interesting. it is very difficult. I, I had no, you know, I hadn't even thought of that. That That is probably the most, like, legitimate, inoffensive use of that term that I've seen, you know. And because elder abuse is a, a very real thing. And, you know, that's something that people have to be aware of and look for, like, for their loved ones who are being taken care of and for themselves, you know, to to plan for and to have a way to notify someone if you get into that kind of abusive situation. And to just kind of learn to stand up for yourself. Right. There's This is going to be a whole other topic that we can talk about. I mean, it's just too much for this podcast, but there are so many elder abuse situations. No doubt. And so we'll, we'll just uh, we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it in another episode. So we're going to call them... Older adults. Older adults. Okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> is, is pretty much, yes. I'm going to burn that into my mind. So sometimes when you ask me what is older, I think of an age range or I think of your biological age. But another thing that being old or older is, is a state of mind or a feeling. You could ask somebody who's 85 if they're older or old and they would say no. And somebody who's 50 might feel they are. Right. Because it's a state of mind. Yeah, no doubt. And and I guess I had heard recently uh, Clint Eastwood was quoted as saying, 
get up and go outside. Don't let the old man in. So he's trying to like, you know, I think he's like 88 now and he's just trying to stay on top of the ball and continue being a creative person and active in his life. And I guess everyone kind of has their own version of that, you know, where you don't want to give away all of your, your autonomy and your uh, agency over your own behavior. Right. I guess what we figured out here is the Elder Wand is cool <laughs> and powerful, but very dangerous. But very dangerous and not <laughs> to be trusted with anybody. But calling someone elderly is probably less good. Probably. Maybe that's why it wasn't called the Elderly Wand. Wow. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Well, that's it for this episode of Rethink Aging. Thanks for listening. You can get a hold of us at RethinkAgingOfficial at gmail.com. Or you can look us up on Instagram at RethinkAging. Are we on Twitter too? We're on Twitter and Facebook. Wow. I'm still trying to get those up and going. Look at us. That's it for now. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.